Welcome back to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman. Today our guest is David Elkington, who walks us through the new Utah COVID testing process and how it came to be. All right, everybody, welcome to the show today. Today, my guest is Dave Elkington, one of the co-founders of Silicon Slopes. How are you doing, Dave? I am. All, all things considered, I'm fantastic. You know, we're, we're all quarantined in our homes, so like, yeah, uh, surviving that, I guess, yeah. Cool. Um, so today, what we're going we're gonna to talk about is what you're doing with, uh, with Test Utah to help uh, get people tested and get people back to work from this COVID-19. Before we hop into that, you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, so I, um, I'm from here. I'm from Utah, which is the same place you guys are located. And I'm also an investor in Chat Funnel, so love being on the call with you and love love supporting you guys. Um, and disrupt the sales industry, the, the typical sales technology space, um, by using you know, workflow and, and data to, to optimize that. Uh, and then about a year ago, hired uh, a guy to, to run the company for me to be the CEO of, of Inside Sales. We just rebranded to Zant. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then right now, I'm also a co-founder of um, a, an association called Silicon Slopes here based in Utah. And it's basically the uh, a consortium of all of the tech companies. So the, the founders are um, myself, a guy named Josh James, who is the founder of Domo and also the founder of Omniture, a guy named Ryan Smith, who's the uh, founder of Qualtrics, and a, a guy named Aaron Sconard, who's the founder of um, Pluralsight. But the four of us kind of got together. It's really Josh James's vision, but then a lot of us kind of got uh, excited and got involved. And now there's probably two to 300 CEOs uh, represents the entire tech community in Utah and really um, has grown to represent a lot of just the business community in Utah. So I'm a co-founder of that. Um, and right now I'm, um, I'm helping head out uh, an initiative called Test Utah, which is a, uh, a Utah public-private partnership yep. to... Um, to try and address um, this uh, kind of the needs of the, the, the COVID crisis. Awesome, man. So that's what I really want to dive into is, is test Utah and how you guys brought this together and how you're, you're utilizing testutah.com to screen people and then get them tested in what's really an efficient way. I, I went through the process myself last week. It was really smooth. Um, but I know there was a lot of work going in behind the scenes to make that happen. Yeah. So let me tell you the hit. Well, let me tell you what it is. And yeah. then let me tell you the history. Cause like if you get, um, when you it, man, there's so much that, that that's going on in this thing. Um, so what it is, is it, it's, uh, like I said, it's a public private partnership to really address this, um, the, the needs of, of the state of Utah to, um, make, you know, frankly, assess people, test them, help with tracing and the treatment uh, process for every, for everybody. There's 3.1 million people in Utah. Um, and so we've got the, the, the largest asset health assessment in the history of Utah that's going on right now. We've got over 60,000 respondents to this health assessment. And then, we've, and then we have um, a totally innovative approach to, to testing. And then there's a, a very unique treatment uh, strategy also associated with this. So this is um, something that, uh, in fact, you know, we're, we've partnered with Governor Herbert, Lieutenant Governor Cox, um, you know, the Senate leaders, the, the House leaders are all involved. Um, this is like, you know, the local health uh, providers where we've partnered with the, the state health, uh, that state health lab, the state health department, um, you know, IHE, University of Utah. Like, honestly, this credit to everybody to make this thing happen. But, but that's what it is. 
Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll walk through more what we're, we're doing. But the history of it, the way this came about was you know, Silicon Slopes. Whenever there's a, a, an opportunity to get involved, we have a group called Silicon Slopes Serves. So about mm -hmm. a year and a half ago, we came up with, um, uh, we came up with, uh, uh, we realized there was a need for K through 12 computer science education. So that was a cause that we really got after. We raised about four to $5 million. Um, we partnered with the state again in that case. And we, um, uh, they, they were able to advance a 10 point some odd million dollar recurring fund for educate or, or training and supporting every school in, in Utah. And so with, with computer science for, for all of the kids. So this yeah. is, training the teachers, you know, training the kids just across the board. Well, about a month ago when this came up, we saw um, <clears throat> the state just going after it. Like, I mean, they had, you know, daily briefings. We were all, um, and this was very early on. Uh, one of the CEOs said, hey, look, we need to get on a call and do something. Like, we need to not just sit back. Like, this is not just a responsibility of the state. Yeah. We, we got to we gotta jump in. And so the first thing we did is we, there were, we said, and, and Mark Newman, who's the founder of a company called Know Me Health, he was like kind of a visionary to say like, let's do something as it relates to helping out with the healthcare site. So he amassed volunteers. They collected, you know, PPE, which is, you know, protective gear for healthcare workers. Just, and he's like, look, no one can get this stuff. Let's go look in like closets and dental offices. Let's go to like dermatologists and plastic surgeons. And sure enough, we found thousands of of you know n95 masks and gloves and gowns and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. then we said well man there's there's more we have space like let's go get these mobile testing stations up and i was like man this is awesome like i love being involved and this is pretty cool um and so about a week no it was like three or four days after they talked about setting these stations up i thought you know i and, and i have i live in um a community with a, a lot of um maybe an older population so i thought i'm going to go find out and i'm going to share and make sure everybody in our in our neighborhood knows um that what resource resource available so as i called mark i'm like hey where's this testing thing you know testing station at and he's like oh it's still an idea like we still haven't done anything with it and i'm like okay you know that, that makes sense i'm like I, I, it can't be that hard like just set up some tents uh, buy some kits like whatever like i'll help with this uh, well, I've worked probably 18 hour, 18 hours a day for the last three weeks, trying, you know, naively thinking this, this is not too hard a thing. So, so really this has been a massive work and there's gotta be three, 400 people that are involved in this initiative. Right now we're doing almost a thousand tests a day. Uh, we have, uh, three locations up right now, one in Provo, Utah, one in Orem, Utah, one in Ogden, Utah. We have a tent going up right, uh, it's already up, but we're, it'll be staffed in Heber, Utah. Um, we have one going up in Vernal, Utah, and one in Wa Washington County, so that's kind of St. George, Utah. Yeah. Um, over the next couple of weeks, we expect, you know, several more. Um, but, but that's the, you know, that's the solution. And, and the idea is, we actually learned this, and I'm just, again, I'm kind of, I'm talking your ear off, but I think it's an interesting story. Um, when early on, we talked to a consultant who helped the government in China. And what he told us was everybody's back to work. And we're like, what, how is this possible? Like we're hiding in our basements and China, um, not only, you know, three weeks ago, they were, in a, you know, they were doing the same thing. So what, what's changed? And what he said was um, everybody wears masks, everybody wears gloves, everybody does distancing, but um, everybody tests. So th their program is when you go into, a, when you go to work, 
they take your temperature with a little point, uh, you know, temperature gauge. Yep. And, and then if, if you have any symptoms at all, anything at all, um, or have traveled or have had exposure to anybody, immediately you go down and get tested. Um, if, and then you wait and they have a 24 hour or less turnaround. So you wait for 24 hours before, so you go back to your cave, you wait for 24 hours, and then if you're clear, you go back to work. Go back to work. Yep, and so they have the whole country back to work under this program. So temperature, symptoms, test, isolate, and if you are sick, they have a whole protocol where you go into a hotel, like you're there for two weeks, they treat you. So they kind of got this figure, and, and we talked to them, they got the drill when they had the SARS um, epidemic, and so yeah, um, it... it um, it, it, I would say they, it took them a month or two to adapt. So what we're doing is we want to create ubiquitous availability of testing here in Utah so that if anybody has symptoms, they can go get tested. They can then have a 24 to 48 hour response time. Um, and, and so that's, that's what we're deploying right now. Awesome. So you've got, I want to, I'm going to share my screen because I've got the website pulled up here and I just want to show people that they're watching the video, you know, how this process works. And if you can just talk us through it a little bit for everyone that's just listening. Yeah. Um, it's really smooth and it, I think it's really slick. I, I had been around, my dad had been in an area where it had been, um, they had somebody that was infected. And I'd been around him, so you know, I filled it out. They said you should come and get tested. I went through it, and it was very smooth. I pulled up. I had a time slot. Pulled up in the car, go into the tent. I never even had to get out of my car. Yes, and then so. I then I got an email uh, probably 24 hours later, and it's like you're good. No no corona. So so here's what's amazing. This. This process, what's interesting is it's not a healthcare problem. It's not a medicine problem. It's a workflow problem. And the whole mm -hmm. country has this. The yep. problem is it's, it's how we get people through in a very efficient way, how we communicate with people in a very efficient way. And the challenge is healthcare does not do this well. It's super inefficient. So we, rather than bringing healthcare people, we brought workflow and data and data, you know, scientists, data, you know, data workflow people. So what, what, before we get into too much of this, yeah. uh, let me explain the vision. The problem we wanted to solve was, um, <clears throat> and we saw this, this has been done really badly in other states where, you know, they just open up a station and people jam in or, um, you know, alternatively they have these things and it's like, well, I don't know how to get in and do I have to get my insurance covered? Yeah. So in this case, Utah's super innovative. They Utah's covering um, the cost. So this does not go through insurance. Utah is funding this initiative. So it's actually it's being as conservative as Utah is. This is very very amazing. Okay, but let me again. I'll walk you through the use case and then we'll yeah. look at it. The use case is I'm feeling kind of crummy, or just like you're. I probably had exposure to somebody. Um, I go to te uh, testutah.com on testutah.com. Um, there's some basic FAQs, but there's a test Utah challenge or a red, a red button. When yep. you click that, let's go ahead and click that. Um, it walks you through an assessment. We, let's, you know, we don't necessarily need to go through this, but yeah. that's been put together by the state health department, by, um, uh, you know, the universities it's been done by, you know, basically a consortium of everybody who understands the, the epidemiologists, everybody who understands what's needed to, to understand um, 
aspects of our health in order to determine do we need a test and then how they can take this information and extrapolate our overall population. So yep. we have a, so step one, go to the site. Step two, take the assessment. Once you've completed the, the assessment, um, you're prompted to, if you in fact have the symptoms that suggest you, you need to be tested, then um, it prompts you to a scheduling app. So yep. you pick a, a location, a date and a time. Once you've done that, you get an email and a text with a QR code. And, and so let's say your time is at you know, 443 uh, or 4.45. So you drive down to the tent. Um, there's a, a traffic controller, police officer at the beginning of the tent. Um, you show your QR code to that person. Um, they, they either scan it um, or review it. They let you through, you go to the tent. There's four stations. So it's a, four, a 50 by 40 foot tent with four stations. And we actually have a, a nurse with a barcode scanner. You hold your phone up. She or he scans your, your, your phone, yep. scans the test kit, um, pulls out of the test kit, the swab, performs the swab in your nose, puts it back in, you're off. So it's, it's three minutes, uh, if that. So th and, then, and then within 24 hours, you get the response back. Now, let, let me tell you what's going on behind the scenes. And this is, I'm telling you, this is crazy, innovative, amazing stuff. And so we use uh, a, a workflow tool called Qualtrics. That's um, it, it yeah. surveying the assessment. It's a local company here. Yep. So they're the ones that are um, helping us perform this assessment. Um, we've integrated to a scheduling app. And so once you get through Qualtrics, Qualtrics has an integration to a scheduling app. And then Qualtrics is generating that QR code that then sends off the email and the text message. Well, we've also got a, a, a group that are packing and barcoding all of these test kits. The test kit's comprised of basically three things. You've got your, a swab with a vial that you can store it in as you take it to the lab. You have what's called a reagent or a react, uh, a, an extraction kit. And then you have the actual test kit. So there's basically three elements to any COVID test. Um, well, uh, we have a group that basically print up stickers with barcodes for those three. They put them in a bag and they put it on the bag also. So now let's go, like, let's follow the life cycle of a, a sample. Um, once you were swabbed, that, that you know, the, the, the swab was put into the vial, you know, broken off, put in the vial, and then it was put into a, a, a bucket or a bin to go take to the lab. Two to three times a day, that yep. bucket goes to our lab. Um, we partnered with Timpanogos Health, so they're running the lab in this case. And, and I'll walk you, this is an amazing process. And this is, we, Silicon Slopes and, and Test Utah has the highest throughput infectious disease lab on the planet. We, we are currently doing more. We have more capacity than any other lab. And, and that, sounds, that sounds weird, but I'll explain why. It's pretty amazing. Um, so that, that sample gets to the lab. Someone picks up another barcode scanner and scans everything in that bucket. And they put them in bins. So yeah. the when they scan it, it, it updates into this, this system that it's now in the lab. It, it gets put into a bin of 46. This is an important number because our, uh, we have a machine that's a big robotic machine um, that basically can, can hold um, trays of 46. Um, and it holds uh, actually bins of 46 in each bin, in, in a bin, excuse me, those, two of those bins go in a tray. We have eight trays per run. So it's roughly call it 900 samples or, uh, per run. So we can run, we can test 900 people at a time. So, um, and, and 
the, the process that basically goes, once you put it in, um, in these, these bins, it's about a three hour process where it washes and, and, and what it really does, what you're tr we're trying to do is get to the RNA in, in your sample in a, in a cell. So if you think about, you know, elementary or high school bio, you've got a cell and there's a wall and there's mitochondria and there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So basically breaking that whole thing down to by washing and, and using different materials that pull that RNA out. Um, and then we, at the very end, we then um, have 900 bins that, you know, 900 little sections where we have the, the RNA. Well, then we've, what we've done is we, you take that and you put it into a, um, a zero error container, like so, mm -hmm. you know, sucking it out. And then you have a second tray. And we, what we did is we reprogrammed uh, a 3D printer arm. So think about a 3D printer that has an arm that can go around and it takes the RNA out of this little vial and then puts it into our next tray that we can then do the testing with. So we just, we, we, we went and bought, you know, low end, not terribly expensive 3D printers and we rewrote them and it just takes one, you know, 48 and then that tray's done. And then we put this tray into what's called a PCR machine that actually runs the test. So that middle section with that big robotic thing, um, that, uh, that's just extracting the RNA. And then we run the test on that RNA. That runs yep. for about an hour, plus or minus. And then we get a spreadsheet out of that, that we've kind of, we rewrote the software so this could be totally automated. We get a spreadsheet, then it uploads it back into the Qualtrics system. And that kicks off that email to you. Um, and it also, by the way, kicks off an email to the state lab uh, or the state database so that the, the state has all the data. And it sends, um, it, it, it provides the data to the national database because Mike Pence created a, a national data collection for this. So what you can see is that time, um, you've got three hours in this massive extraction machine, yeah. about an hour in this testing machine. And there's probably an hour of just prep and movement, um, you know, with the little robotic arm that's in the middle of that. So you're, you're talking, you know, five-ish hours from once it enters this process till the person knows. Um, the reason, so this is, I, I'm telling you, the most advanced um, uh, uh, testing process. And the way we figure this out is we've partnered with a company called Codiagnostic. They're a public company here in Utah, and they're the ones who um, came up with this test kit, the, 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 t uh, the technology that allows us to test. Um, well, they traditionally uh, provide testing tools for third world countries for infectious disease and things like that. Sorry about that, guys, but we lost Dave. Um, wanted to make sure we get this out, though. So if you're in Utah and you think you're showing symptoms of COVID-19, go to testutah.com. Uh, they are providing free testing for everyone that, that exhibits enough symptoms to, to warrant a test. And I know Dave is working on helping these stations get set up in other states as well. Um, if you want to reach out to Dave, learn more about how you can help, please um, reach out to him over LinkedIn. It's David Elkington, founder at InsideSales.com. That's the best way to contact him. And uh, until next time, everyone stay safe. <laughs>